like the famous phrase says, the plot thickens. And in fact, um, it does. Over this next week, we are being set up for Holy Week and for the reading of the Passion next Sunday. And all of the rivalry and the hatred and the accusation rises up more and more and more. The plot truly thickens. And you'll notice that over the last few days and today again, it all circles around this question of who is he? Who is he? And his relationship to God and his claim of he is the son of God. Um, All of this becomes the core and center of their accusations against him. However, it splinters into other little things that are all still connected like, well, he comes from Galilee. How can a prophet come from Galilee? There's never been one from Galilee. This becomes the argument. You even see it in the relationships of the people. Even the guards are impressed with him. Even the guards, so they're accused. So, so now you're followers of him also. And the Pharisees write off everybody who sees him or believes in him as uh, non-experts in the law, accursed. They can know nothing. So, We are being set up to see that out of hatred, jealousy, accusations, inability to look at a reality in front of their eyes and see it for what it is, but to divide and and to try to destroy. This is the storyline given to us. But as always, the scriptures are not just about something that happened, but that is always happening. This is the oldest story in the book, really. Are any of us here free of jealousy? I don't raise hands because I won't believe you anyway. If you say you've never been jealous and you're never jealous and you don't think you'll ever get jealous, okay, whatever. I don't believe it. Jealousy is just one of those things that pops up in us. It's ugly. It feels ugly. And we usually try to mask it and cover it up and pretend it's something else. We justify it. Well, I have a right to that because blah, blah, blah. Jealousy. Anger. Is anybody free from anger? In fact, if I had to bet $1,000, I'd bet it right now, everybody here will get angry at least once today. That's pretty, pretty good bet. It just is a part of life. Uh, is there anyone here who finds it easy to forgive? Depends. Depends how big the hurt And when we get hurt by life, by others, it's very hard to let go of anger. Very hard to. Very hard to forgive. And it's no surprise to me that it's right at the center of our spiritual life in the prayer that Jesus himself taught us. Father, forgive us our trespasses. Forgive forgive us as we forgive those who trespass against us. You forgive me like I'm going to forgive them. And the implication is if I won't forgive them, well, then why should you forgive me? Why is that prayer there? Because this stuff of human behavior is human behavior. And it affects us all the time. I guess the beauty of this passage for me, it's not about condemning these people who didn't accept Jesus. It's human But when we look at it and when we see the machinations there, well, could he come from Galilee? Anyone who believes in him is accursed. What do they know about the law? These are the kinds of things we say when we condemn one another. And when we look at it, it's always easier to look at it in someone else and say, oh, how ugly all of that stuff over there. 
That's easier than looking at it in ourselves. But this is the mirror we're asked to peer into. Not to condemn ourselves, but to become very aware. We're very human. We're very weak. We're very susceptible to sin. It's kind of nice even to have this reading on this day for the children's first confession, although this is way too big for them to absorb and and get it. But human behavior, it's weak. And as strong and amazing and brilliant as we can be, the most brilliant among us can fall flat on their face with any of these human emotions. So today, um, again, it's all about Jesus, too. And Jesus will go to that cross. He will be shamed and humiliated and rejected and stripped and spit upon and beaten and made to carry it and nailed to it and lifted up. And even at, at that, when he is lifted up, mocked some more unto death. And, at least in Luke, he will say, Father, forgive them all. They know not what they do. And I think in that cross, the human and the divine, they, like a cross, come together. And it's a perfect intersection that even out of our, our most vile humanness and brokenness can come moments of grace where we discover really discover God right there if we are indeed willing to welcome him in everywhere. I say in our moments of greatest sin today, say, God, get in here. I need you. Consider sin like the messiest room in your house, your junk room, the room that you would not let anybody go into, and then sit down and have a little uh, conversation with Jesus there. Come on in here, God. I need you. I need you here. Not where I look good but where I don't look so good, because I know that here you will accept me, you will embrace me, you will love me. Let us stand and lift up our needs to God.